Just moments ago, I finalized the podcast with Dr. Jacob Pursley, and it was quite a conversation that we have. And uh, very glad I got this one out of the way. I wanted to do this for the past two weeks or so. So I'm uh, very glad with, uh, with the results so far. Uh, it was a very enlightening conversation that we actually had. I was very surprised what kind of uh, ways we were actually taking with, uh, with the podcast. And yeah, I hope you guys enjoy. Um, for me, it was also a great experience. Definitely gonna do this a lot more in the future. And uh, yeah, I pretty much hate this part where you don't like it, but please comment, uh, subscribe, and uh, leave a like. I really hate that part, because, but I know it needs to happen. So uh, have a great day and have a great listen. Bye. Hi everyone, welcome to the, a new episode of my podcast. I want to say already in advance that I will be glancing this way in order to, uh, to read the introduction. Um, my guest today is someone who I didn't knew uh, he existed less than two months ago. Uh, when on Sunday, the 27th of September, the news came out that a full-scale war broke out between Armenia against Azerbaijan and Turkey about a region called Artsakh. Everyone was suddenly involved into an era of grief, disbelief, anger, and uni. Uh, plenty of in people involved saw in the newsfeed videos of this man in front of me. Uh, from his residence in Yerevan, he put out content that went viral, which immensely helped the Armenian people. He was born in Arkansas. He is an educator and a missionary. He has helped to spread the message of the gospel for 15 plus years all over the world. Uh, he has a bachelor, two masters, and a PhD. He is specialized in pastoral studies, the theological seminars, Muslim studies, and intercultural studies. Dr. Jacob Persley John, welcome to the World Within Podcast. Well, Vartan John, it's a privilege to be here. I really uh, thank you for this uh, opportunity to, to talk about the issues here today. So, yeah, yeah great to be here. I'm very glad that, uh, and honored that uh, you wanted to be part of this. And um, I, I could uh, talk an entire podcast how grateful I actually am. And uh, I wanted to start off with one of the most rhetorical questions that you actually can ask at this particular moment. How are you doing at this, uh, at this moment? Uh, I would answer that on a couple levels. Uh, praise God, we are doing fine. We, we have a home, we have food. You mm -hmm. know, uh, I, you know, God's taking care of everything we need. On the other hand, uh, we feel very uh, sad for the events that have taken place over the last uh, 40 something days. And uh, we have many people that have lost their lives that we knew, friends, their relatives that have died. And so there's a lot of um, encouraging that we that, that needs to happen. A lot of uh, yeah. So there, there's just some 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 of the things that are happening right now that we're trying to help with, which makes you sad. And and war is not a, a, a it's always a horrible thing. So ministering in wartime is is always difficult. But uh, uh, but we're encouraged uh, that we're able to. And there are so many churches, Vartan, so many Christians that are helping visiting, praying, doing all they can. So there's some really encouraging things happening from that aspect. Yeah, absolutely. Especially like the uh, Christian community, as far as I've, as I've noticed, have done the most uh, for the entire situation. Like one of the persons oh. that I also want to have on the podcast is Gerben Heldorn. He is a director mm. of uh, a Dutch um, organization called come over and help, which means come over mm. and help. And uh, within Holland alone, they have collected 2.7 million euros for six different Christian countries. And he he alone, together with his organization, has done more for Armenia than the international community has done alone. So like that that, that speaks that's a lot amazing. about, that's, that's the whole yeah. thing uh, I wanted also wanted to touch on because the Christian community mm does really feel um, involved in the situation and as of you. So, you know, I, can I just say something about that, about the Christian community and why they help? I mean, they help because they truly care about people and they know people are created in the image of God and that they are to help 
people physically and and uh, also they they care for their souls as well and they know that god is the god of comfort and hope he offers true hope and they want to give that message of the gospel so they do those things hand in hand mm-hmm. and um one of the churches that i partner with there is probably not one arminian in the entire church they're in the state of missouri in the middle of america it's uh, kansas city missouri it's a very, very large church, but I, I don't think I've ever heard or met a, an Armenian, Armenian background person yeah, there. They, but they, they are located in Glendale in uh, California, but in Missouri. Right, right, exactly. Very, right. Very so, but, but, yeah. but this church took initiative when they the war broke out because they know we're here. And they, they opened up a specific fund for their church members to donate. And they called it Armenian Relief. And uh, this is just like the, uh, just in this the short period they've got about they've raised about twenty thousand dollars and not one arminian is on that list of donors all just people in missouri wow (laughs) and you know it's a a jaw-dropping uh information uh, whatever here yeah very yeah very heartwarming for the people that aren't aren't necessarily from the diaspora are feeling very very involved so yeah it's one of those um faith in humanity humanity restored kind of kind of news mm. that you would really would like to hear at this moment so thank you for sharing yeah sure yeah yeah is there anything else that you would like to well yeah i mean you know if since we're on this topic i have received a lot of messages Vartan, from the diaspora saying why are not western or non-armenian american churches or west or just non-armenian churches uh, but just western churches not doing anything about this and um, I just want to say that a lot actually have. There have been huge numbers of churches that, um, you know, some, some, some of these churches I'm talking about have just one church, 5,000 members, 10,000 members. Some of them are even larger than that. And when we're talking about, de- about denominations, we're talking about um, some churches that have denominations in the United States of 16 million members. And um, when uh, this war started, Many people like myself contacted these heads of these denominations, and we said, guys, this is going on. First, you need to be aware of it. Two, this is the root of it. Three, this is what we would ask you to do about this. And they did. They, they stepped forward, and they made public pronouncements. Now, those didn't get public among the Armenian diaspora, yeah. but because I'm connected with these different denominations that are, are non-Armenian, I, I just have to say there's been a lot of people. I had, I've got received so many messages from people in Minnesota or, you know, places that there's no diaspora or a very small community uh, from the United States. And they're telling me, hey, for the first time in my life, I wrote to the senator, I wrote to a congresswoman, wrote to a congressman. I've never done it before. And I've called them, but I did it because I see the importance of this. So there are so many non-Arminian that are doing this. And, but people don't know that. Just yeah. because, you know, the, the Armenian community is very amazing. They're really well connected and they know each other pretty well. It's a small world. But uh, they need to know, though, that there's a large yeah. community yeah. now around the world that are, do care. Yeah. Just because it doesn't happen in front of our eyes doesn't mean it doesn't happen. Yeah. That's so, right. yeah. So because, yeah, I don't know that Armenians feel, feel uh, uh, globally speaking, they feel very betrayed. And um, I remember my dad saying yesterday, that he, when he was in the military, uh, there was this trust in uh, Russia will help us and the world will help us and we'll be fine. But right now in, in this day and age, there it becomes very clear that we are somewhat really on our own in, in, in some kind of way. It's, it's very pessimistic way of speaking, but uh, that reality has really sunken in with a lot of us. And mm. um, yeah, it, it also has... Um, yeah, our faith has been tested. Like one of the questions I've, I've asked multiple people if they have some certain questions for you. And uh, like my old man, like my father had a question mm. for you. It's a, it's a bit more a theological question. Like mm. um, if there is a God, why does he let evil be taken place right now? Why why doesn't he help the Armenians? And I yeah, was very I inclined. To, I was very, inc- the, the faith is being tested with everyone. Yeah. Well, um, this is, uh, I, I'm going to answer it in, in a couple of ways. I, I don't want to necessarily just talk about a philosophical idea of the problem of evil, but, uh, you know, we could ask the same question about the coronavirus. There's a lot of things that this is uh, applicable to. 
And I would say this to anybody watching this podcast, that um, God has something individually to teach each one of us in this time. You know, uh, there are people uh, that for the first time because of the war uh, began to read the Bible again. Now, as, as a Christian, as a minister, I believe the Bible is the breath of God. It's Asfat Sashunch. It's the Bible. It's God's word given to us. It's true. It, is, uh, it brings hope. It brings life. There's a, the message of Jesus is the good news that brings eternal life. And there's no other message like that in the world. No other religion teaches that, uh, that God came down, humiliated himself by becoming uh, a man, God, man, dying on the cross to take our sins away, giving us his righteousness and raising again three days later. And then saying, if you believe and trust in my work for you, you will have eternal life. It's not about your works. It's about my work on your behalf. But trust me, that is great news. So what I would say is this, is that the Bible is true. It has a great message, it has a message of peace and that the Bible's message is about the kingdom of God. And on this earth right now, there's always going to be pain. There's going to be suffering. There's going to be disease. There's going to be war. Uh, the Bible says that. Jesus talked about that. Uh, and we don't live for this world. And, and how poor, I mean, yes, we, we're on here for a short period of time. And we want to do and things that please to God. But really, th this body fades away and it's going to be gone in just a breath. And what is eternal is our soul. That goes on for eternally. We get a new body. The Bible promises that. And so I would say that our hope is not in this world. It's in the kingdom of God, which is an eternal, unshakable kingdom. And uh, the Bible talks about that. But uh, when it comes to this reality of, of people dying and friends and things like that, uh, I think God has things to teach each one of us. And, and uh, you know, for the literally hundreds of messages, Barton that I received from my, the Armenian diaspora friends of mine saying, look, I, I've never really prayed before except for, um, you know, hired man, my, the, our, our, you know, our father prayer, um, you know, but I'm starting to pray for the first time. I'm starting to read the Bible for the first time. You know, th this for them was a way to, for God to, to, to get a hold of them. They see that they saw the need. People get comfortable and they just think, oh, I'm God. I've got the money. I'm God. I, I can do whatever I want. And who cares? They don't even think about it. Um, but this has uh, turned many people's hearts uh, to him. And that's for those people. I think for other people, um, uh, there is uh, God has another message for them uh, for this. Uh, and I think that as we pray, say, God, wh what do you want to teach me from this? What is there? For, uh, look, whenever something bad happens, the first thing I think of is like, I don't blame God because I know God is actually ultimately good and he's done the greatest good for us. He's given his son, sacrificed the greatest thing. His own son died for us. And so I think to myself, you know, what does, what do I need, need to do in my life to change? So I go through uh, the book of Revelation, you know, have I lost my first love, which should be Jesus? Am I uh, living in the world for the world, not for Jesus? And I go through different things and say, where, where do I need to change in my life right now uh, to live a life pleasing for God? And so I think a little more introspective rather than thinking it's just God's fault. I mean, the book of Job is an excellent example for this, that yeah. uh, he, yeah. he went through some horrific things. Despite all the he, suffering, he remained faithful. That's right. Yeah. That's right. He remained faithful. He did never curse God. And um, he actually never found out in his life why any of this happened, by the way. It never says that he found out. It, it's just when he had that conversation with God towards the end of the book, um, he realized, wow, um, you know, God is God. I am not. And uh, but and, and God ended up blessing him. But uh, so Job's a great uh, book to read during this time. Actually, I, also the book of Ecclesiastes is an yeah. excellent book. It's, it's, it's funny. That, it's that funny that you it. say that. It's really funny that you say that. Like, for instance, Psalm, Proverbs and Ecclesiastes, those are one of my three favorites right after the each other. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, Ecclesiastes is a, it's a very harsh book. It is. Like, yeah, like, for instance, when Proverbs said, for instance, that uh, these are the rules, here's uh, logic from A to B to C, and here's Ecclesiastes mm -hmm. says that nothing can be logical, nothing is, is, is as you can expect, for instance. So, yeah, very yeah. funny that you actually say that. So that was one of the books that I also uh, yesterday was reading. 
and mm. the Armenian, uh, the Armenian people over the past centuries, perhaps even longer than that, have been uh, have been living a job-like existence. Despite yeah. being taken yeah. down, they've always built it up, yeah. and that needs to be continued, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. yeah, you know, I just I'm going to read a verse real quick. If you don't, if you let me, it's from Ecclesiastes chapter twelve, Please. verses. It's Ecclesiastes chapter twelve, verses thirteen to fourteen. It says, you know, it, it says towards the end of the book, and uh, you know, there's a lot of evil that this the, the 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 preacher is saying. There's the wicked thing. You know, why does this happen? Why does this happen? He says, the end of the matter, um, all has been heard. Fear God and keep His commandments. For this is the duty, the whole duty of man. For God will bring every deed into judgment with every secret thing, whether good or evil. You know, we might not see justice on earth today the way we would like to, but there will be a day that justice will come. And there is a true and living God. It is true. He made us. And he will, he will do this. And there is evil in the world, but it will be judged and it's very, very clear in the Bible for that. Uh, for, you can see this. And, and there's other ways I can prove this, but, uh, but this is the end. I mean, that's it. This, this evil will come to, to pass. And Vartan, I, I, there's, because I've uh, lived in Turkey, I was there for 15 years, uh, and I did, did a lot of uh, work with Turkish people, Kurdish people who came to faith. That's another subject. But when it comes to the Armenian genocide, uh, you know, I, I've heard people talk about the same thing. Well, where was God's justice in this? And uh, I have one, just one really quick answer to that. Uh, and it's very difficult, uh, harsh almost. It's very harsh. But the, the Bible in the book of Deuteronomy, Exodus, in the Old Testament, it actually talks about um, God uh, says that he doesn't let the, the guilty go free. And in fact, it says that this guilt is up to the third and fourth generations. But to those that turn to him, uh, his grace, his mercies for a thousand generations. And really, when the Turkish, Kurdish people living in the Ottoman Empire committed the Armenian genocide, every witness of the gospel was expunged, was expelled from the region. There was, the churches were gone, the missionaries were gone, the Christians were gone. And for at least four generations, every single generation of Turkish and Kurdish person that has, was born in those lands has died. They were born and died without hearing the gospel, without knowing the gospel, they, and they died in their sins and they went to hell for four generations. Yeah. Uh, I can't think of a worse punishment than that. Yeah. Is it true that um, those who don't, haven't heard the, the message of the gospel won't be judged? But if you have heard the gospel, but you still don't repent, then you will be judged. That's one of so, those questions I mean, that popped up in my mind. That's one of those mind. questions. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, that's a good question. That's a very normal question that people ask. I mean, Jesus, um, the very last thing, you know, before somebody dies or they leave, you never see him again. The most important thing they say is usually kind of the last thing. You're like, what's the person's last words, right? And, you know, Jesus's last words to his apostles, to his disciples, was to go into every ethnic group in the world and to preach the gospel and, uh, and teach them to obey all that I've commanded and baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And, I, and he says, I will always be with you. So why would Jesus, you know, say that's the most important thing that we're supposed to go into the every ethnic group and preach this good news? Because he knows that that people are separated from God because of their sin. And he came to bring reconciliation uh, for these people by his death on the cross. His blood brought reconciliation. It erased the sins of, of man. It cleansed the sins away, removed them as far as the east is from the west. And uh, it covered the sins. And this message that, uh, that you don't work on your own, you can't save yourself. There's no, uh, not enough righteous works you could ever do to save yourself. That's what people do. That's what the world tries to do. They try to follow their own religion or the religion of, of another. All religions are the same except for Christianity. Christianity is the only one that says this is a gift of God and God works for you he came down to save you all the other religions is i have to work to get to god to make him happy to want me to accept me and uh so 
because this message is so key for Jesus saying, you go into the world to tell this, uh, that that's the, the mission for every Christian. And it's the, the gospel is the power of God for salvation. The Bible says that very, very clearly in Romans 1 16. And it says in uh, Acts chapter two, that there's no other name in heaven and earth by which man can be saved except for Jesus Christ. And uh, so it's very clear that this, this message uh, is the thing that, that, that brings life because it, it turns people away from themselves and turns them back to God and his work. So uh, in, in short, uh, people are already separated from God, already separated because of their sin, passed down from Adam and Eve till today, and our own sin that we commit completely, it's, we, that's made that separation. But we can be reconciled through Jesus Christ, to God, through Jesus Christ, through this message of the gospel. And yeah. reconciliation, I think, is the key that we need to have. And that's through this message. You can't just be reconciled on your own. That doesn't yeah. happen. You have to hear this. And then if you want to be reconciled with man over horrific things that have happened, you can't pay somebody to be reconciled. You know, if somebody kills your, 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 your son or your daughter and somebody comes, hey, I'm going to pay you a million dollars so that you, you can like that guy and work with him. Mm-hmm. You're not going to take the million bucks. You, know, you can't you can't pay somebody to reconcile. And but if you're a Christian, you are, you are a new creation. You have a changed heart. You know how much God loved you and reconciled you to Himself. That He's going to give you the power to reconcile with somebody on this earth. And and that's what I've seen uh, between the former perpetrators of the genocide and people that were the victims of the genocide i've seen that happen i've seen turkish and kurdish people be, have become christians come together with armenian christians and say our forefathers didn't know what they were doing but we feel this shame we feel this guilt uh we confess the genocide happened and we we ask that you would forgive us maybe you can't forgive turkey of course but can you as one-on-one brothers and sisters now in Jesus Christ, can we work together and be reconciled? And I think that's the fruit of, of this that we want to see. We want to be reconciled with God and reconciled with man. Powerful. That, that was a, that's a very uh, powerful statement. Like, I think that uh, the Armenians or people in general um, who have, don't have the, the optimal faith that they suffer tremendously more. Like I can sense with certain people that their anxiety levels and their anxiousness is at Mm. such a peak level at this particular moment. And um, when I, like I'm certain type of person, I want to live and let live, for instance. I do, when people ask me, I will talk about it, but it it isn't like me, like take the Bible and like, here, read this, it will help you make you a better person. Like there's, you have to be uh, very good at how you approach things, but there is like this inner necessity to, to um to let people know that everything is going to be fine and one of the things i've touched on on the uh the last podcast i did with uh, with a dutch girl called chinook and one guy um told me that our soldiers they don't die they're just being transferred to home and that that calmed me down tremendously so and i think that and i want to give that to um everyone who can hear it and everyone who is involved and um if it comes to the, the global situation, why the international community isn't helping as much as we would expect, is because that the, uh, the rise of atheism and the decline of Christianity has a very big role in, in and of itself. And mm. I remember when I, uh, in 2010, I came across an, uh, an article and I wasn't very religious at the time. I came across an article that uh, the decline of uh, Christianity was at 50-50. And an atheism, atheism was rising. I remember when I saw that article, I had very mixed feelings. I didn't know if it was a good thing or a bad thing. Because I know that mass manipulation in and of itself is not a good thing. So I, had, I didn't have a, a sincere opinion. But mm-hmm. right at the second, I understood actually um, what kind of effect it has and also has now. Mm. So yeah, and, and mm. one of the one of the things I've one of the reasons I've put up this podcast is wanted to bring people along who know a lot more about human psychology, and who can explain how it comes right. that people um, uh, can't think for themselves. Like we have the internet right now. Like the internet is just 20, 25 years old, and a lot of people who have remained in their own bubble just hear the people speak what they wanted to hear, but now they can look it up for themselves. 
So it's a very yeah. optimistical thing, but you have also like this confirmation bias that you only just want to look for the things that suit you. But it, yes. it is like what you just said, like the truth will hurt. It's very harsh reality, but I think that it's necessary to, to um, slowly and steadily gravitate towards that. Yeah. Mm, mm. Well, you know, you, you had a really interesting statement that you said that, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> Atheism uh, is, is kind of a, a led to a, a, a indifference, if I can say it that way. Uh, and I, I, I'm going to say this. Uh, that's true if the atheist is living consistent with their worldview, which there is no God. And that means there's no absolute morals. That means there is uh, and, and there's no absolute guide for ethics. So if, if an atheist is living uh, consistently then of course they'd be indifferent because who cares? We're all animals. We all come from stardust. What does it really matter if this human dies or that human dies? Yeah. It doesn't matter. Whatever yeah. makes somebody feel good, right? I mean, it really doesn't matter. But um, there's a lot of atheists that would call themselves atheists, and they're really not. They're, for all intents and purposes, they're, they're, they are um, stealing from the Christian worldview, and they're living like Christians by, but denying the Christian God. And what I mean by that is that, you know, when you look at the, 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 uh, the, 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 the teachings of Jesus, uh, I mean, that it's unmatched in the world uh, about love. I mean, who, who says to, to love your, your enemies? And who says to pray for those who persecute you? It's a supernatural thing to say oh, some kind of thing. It, oh, it's, 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 it's ridiculous for people. If they, I've had many, many people tell me that's just stupid. You're ridiculous. You and your Jesus. You know, and, and that's why you're trampled on all the time, because, you know, yeah, you're, you're praying yeah. for your, you're, 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 you're playing blessings for your, your enemies. And I'm yeah. like, well, this is I'm like, exactly well, that, <laughs> like exactly that. My partner uh, in this business, he actually asked me from how, how, if you ever come across uh, like an Azerbaijani or a Turk or, or an enemy, quote unquote, what would you actually do? And I, yeah. and I said to him, I will be forgiven and ask the Lord to, to uh, forgive because it doesn't know better. And his reaction was like, really? Like it was yeah. a very, there was a difference between the approach that I, I had and the church that I go through. They actually already said that it, it really requires the help of the Lord to, to, um, to embody that kind of statement, that to forgive someone. Right. And, and then that's the whole thing, because I know that the people who do all these atrocities and have done all these atrocities, that they mm -hmm. don't know any better. No. So like so so there is no judgment on my part. There is there is um, this primal inclination that every almost every Armenian has is to mm -hmm. rebuild again. And so there's this earth that we are living on yeah. um, that we still make it as good as we possibly can, but possibly can. So yeah. and um, there's uh, another question that I would like to go through. This is from uh, a buddy of mine called Jacques. So Jacques, mm. this one is for you. Uh, what what biblical narrative do you find suitable for the situation? And he, as you might have guessed, he's also a religious person of himself. Yeah. So. Wow, a religious narrative that's suitable to the situation. Yeah. May I give May Boy, I give uh, a little hint? Uh, Solomon. Yeah, go for it. Solomon and the baby that needs to be separated for the two mothers. No, that, that, that's, that, that is good. I, there's several. Um, you know, you yeah. can elaborate on that, um, but I, I, I could as well. Uh, I mean, that, that, that could be used as the narrative who, who really does care about the land, who really does care. And, and you look at the way um, the Azerbaijani, Turkish and Islamic terrorist uh, fighters, how they treated the land and how they treated human beings and compare that to how Armenia treats the land and treated human beings. And you're going to find out that... Uh, the through wisdom like solomon used that uh that the armenians are the ones that are on the right side but uh, yeah i mean th there's more yeah, that's a really good question though uh, other narratives um wow uh <laughs> that uh, that seem similar to this they're, they're probably a, a, a several but I, I don't know. I, I could tell you where my heart's been lately, uh, to be honest. I mean, I live in Armenia and I've been here for three and a half years and um, I've been reading the book of Revelation uh, a, a lot more. And 
I, I mentioned earlier, um, you know, what that God has something to teach each one of us. Uh, I, I tell you that I, I, if I was, if I was uh, an Armenian ethnic background person, I would be uh, in prayer for my country and I'd be in prayer for my family and my friends. And, and I would be introspective saying, you know, we say we're Christians. We say that we, Jesus Christ is our savior. Jesus right? Jesus is our savior. We, we say that we, the Bible is our book, but do we really believe it? And, or do we live a life that is different than what we say in name? So there's a difference between a, a Christian in name only and a true Christian. You know, uh, it's in the Muslim world too. There's true Muslims that truly follow their religion. And then you have nominal secular Muslims. It's, it's a whole culture for them. So are we really cultural Christians or do we really believe this? I think that to me, that, that's the thing that I think is more important right now uh, than, than anything. I, uh, I mean, because what you might find is, is that, yeah, we, as a people, the, the history and all that is amazing. It really is amazing. But uh, that somewhere along the line, uh, maybe the Armenian people as, as a whole have lost their first love. Maybe they've been seduced by things in this world and then followed after them. And uh, the one thing that I know the Bible does teach, Vartan, is that, that God does discipline the people he loves. So if you're undisciplined, that means that you're an illegitimate child. That means that you're, you're, you have nothing to do with God or his kingdom. But if there's discipline, that means that a father loves his child and he's trying to correct his child and bring him on the path. And uh, so that I would say that there's some hope in that uh, phrase. Uh, and, and, but I just say this is a reflective time. Uh, and specifically this, the, the, the book of Revelation and if anybody's watching this and they actually want to read this, if you've got time to do this, read Revelation chapter 2 and, verse, and, and chapter 3. Um, they talk about the seven churches in Revelation. And God had um, encouragements for each one. He also had judgments for each one and wanted to correct them. And this is Jesus himself saying, and, and uh, you know, uh, I, I would be, it would be a reflective time for me if I was Arminian. And um, there's, a, yeah. there's several things I could mention that have saddened me uh, that I've seen in three and a half years. Uh, you know, uh, in what way saddened you? I'm not sure if this is the time to talk about it or not, but um, if, if you're I, not inclined to, no problem. Well, I, I, I just don't know if this is the appropriate time to talk about this right now. Uh, but this is going to, it's going to upset some people if I say it, because not everybody is theologically or biologically uh, where I'm at right now in their science or in their theology. But um, if they were, um, I believe that life begins at conception. And okay. so at that time, uh, the, where, where the egg and the, the sperm come together, there's a spark of life that's been recorded. That is when I believe life begins, and that's an actual human being. And so I have a very strong uh, theological stance and biological stance when it comes to human life. And so um, the, the, I, the issue of abortion has been controversial in many ways, in many places. And uh, I... I know that each God, each life is precious and is made in the image of God. And the Russians kept very, very good records uh, when they were, excuse me, said the Russians, I mean the Soviets, uh, uh, of, of abortions here in, in Armenia. And I went through every single one of their records from 1955 until today, and they still record them today. And it's been estimated, uh, I could give the exact number, but I'm going to round it up, 1,800,000 thousand legal abortions have been uh, committed uh, in the land of Armenia since 1955. And that's greater than the Armenian genocide. Yeah, that, that's and, a gen genocide in and of itself, actually. Right. And, yeah, and, yeah. I, and you know, I, I look at that and I think to myself, you know, look, the, where I'm from in the United States, it, it's over 60 million. You know, there, there. This is it's a it's a wicked thing. You know, to to yeah. to, to 
to attack an innocent life. And I, I just, you know, I could list a few other things such as that, yeah, but, but I would be in, introspective on this, this yeah. subject. Is it, that, you know? No, that's yeah. a very fair point that you're actually making. So yeah. uh, when, uh, when we go a little bit back, you actually told that Armenians, we are telling the world that we are the first Christians and those are actual facts, but actually yeah. believing it, like you can say Lord, yeah. Lord, but if you really embody yes. it, that's a very different thing. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, it can certainly be said that, uh, the entire world in and of itself has become more secular. Uh, secular. Yeah. Uh, and how they treat humanity in and of itself. So uh, we've become we've become anti-human. We see ourselves more as a cancer on the planet than as a blessing on the planet. We could. That's a whole segue in and of itself. Yeah, so, that is. That yeah, is. but I do uh, agree with your stance, and I don't personally. I don't actually see that as as uh something hurtful it's 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 something that really need to be touched on and mm -hmm. um uh, another question i would like to go to is from uh, amadeus uh, what backlash have you received from the turkish and azuri trolls <laughs> that's really <great>. yeah <laughs> it's also a rhetorical question uh, yeah yeah what have i i feedback well uh I would say the majority is uh, there's there's not there's no real argument. There's no real let's really engage with, you know, a lot of things I've tried to do is, is expose the lies that have, have been said in their news uh, about this subject. And I've caught them in their lies every single time. And there's not one person that, you know, has said, so, so why do you think that? Or, you know, let's look at this in a, in a logical way. Uh, you know, let's, let's see a different point of view. I, I've really had no, no one uh, ask me anything from that, but from the other aspect, it's been a lot of cursing. Um, I actually had some, uh, some Azeris that are very popular Azeris, uh, flag their entire following group saying see this guy right here you need to know who he is and do something about him well i don't know what they're going to do about it but you know uh maybe they're they're going to try to shut my facebook down which somebody did my facebook uh, was shut down as of last uh, week and it has been since i hope i i you know I'm, I'm sure that somebody complained about something even though i don't use <laughs> Uh, I don't curse, I, you know, things like that, but I'm sure they found some way to do that. And I've also received uh, a lot of, yeah, a lot of, a lot of cursing. It's just nasty stuff. Yeah. You know, there, and, there's and no the, dialogue possible. <laughs> yeah, no, the, the dialogue's not there, but I, I have to say this though. Um, again, for the viewers, I, I lived in Turkey 15 years and I have uh, many, many friends there that are now Christians. They were former Muslim. They were Turkish and Kurdish background. And I have talked to several of them. And they, I would say 95 to not, almost all percentage of them have said, Jacob, you're absolutely right. Because they know. I mean, these guys, they, they come from a Christian. Yeah. They're, they're, now they're Christians. They were lied to about Christianity and religion and all kinds of other things things so they they know how their government has been taken over by a dictator and they're nobody's happy about that there uh, but they can't do anything about it so they know that they're being lied to about their their media from the media and uh, i just had a conversation two days ago with uh so I, I don't know if you can see right now it's getting late here in the day yeah um let me see if you can see mount nah you can't see mount Ararat, but you can usually see uh, it out right, right from here yeah. so right on that mountain we have a church we have a church on Mount Ararat. It's a new church made up of Kurdish people. And I was talking to the pastor there um, uh, two days ago. And uh, they actually, you know, they're right on the border of Nakhchivan. You know, Nakhchivan is part yeah. of Azerbaijan. So yeah, they yeah, have yeah. like one of the members of their church. He's a good friend of mine. Um, I've spent tons of time with him. They actually, he, he gives Bibles to Nakhchivanis as they travel on the road to go back to Nakhchivan. And they're always sharing the gospel and things like that. And so I talked to that guy from the road. Uh, on his stand and he's giving Bibles out. And then I talked to our, the pastor out there just two days ago. And these guys know that they, they're being lied to over there. They all know that they're not, they, they, the Christians are, you know, they, they've got a different perspective. And there's also some really smart, secular uh, Turkish and Kurdish people that know that, that, that this is not true. Uh, there are, yeah. but they just don't have a voice. They can't say yeah. anything. If they do, they're going to be called a traitor. So. Yeah. The, the, yeah. yeah. 
There's uh, those those are actually the wolf in sheep's clothing. I believe that in yeah. some point they will they yeah. will arise and revolt. So um, yeah. I did have uh, over the past month or so. I did have uh, I followed uh, that was funny. I did follow uh, certain Azeri uh, Instagram pages, for instance, in order to check what they're actually saying and mm-hmm. uh, other bogus as a, as a formal way of, of speaking about it. But I did have. Uh, with two persons, uh, uh, especially, especially that I did have a dialogue. They asked me, why do you hate Azeris? And I was like, wait, we don't hate Azeris. So there was right. a certain dialogue starting. But there mm. is really that emotional, over-emotionally um, uh, possessed spirit in us that actually uh, doesn't help us to create a dialogue. But um, they were, yeah. So th- th- I believe that there is a possibility for reconciliation at one point. And as you yeah. just mentioned, that they're building a church in uh, on the on the Mount Ararat, and the Kurdish people are doing that. I see yeah. it as a huge milestone. I, yeah. I really think yeah. that uh, a lot of people need to know. No, I, I really think the only way uh, Jesus really does bring peace and uh, and, and and reconciliation. And uh, the one thing that I, I do, it, it, it comes down to worldview. I, I'm, I'm telling you, like I said, in the Azeris side, they 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 really are raised to hate. Armenian people and the country of Armenia. They are, they, they're raised with that hatred uh, from the time they're, they're little. Now here, I, I've never heard people talk about hatred. You know, whenever there's, there's like say an attack has happened in the past, for example, like a, the, the Azeris shot and killed a villager or this happened or that happened. There's not these huge protests down on Yerevan saying, calling for the blood of the Azeris and we're going to kill them all. Mm. They, they don't do that here. That's just that's because they have a, a whether they're they're truly loving Jesus with their whole heart or not they have a Christian foundation that's there that that informs their worldview and uh, and that's why it's peaceful here it's more like when I was in Turkey I saw bloodshed almost on a weekly basis and I'm not I'm not joking I saw just horrible things our fights and cursing and all this chaos constantly no matter where i traveled when i moved here i'm like man i think i'm in heaven like what a peaceful place Mm -hmm. i think Mm -hmm. since i've been here in three and a half years i've only heard of one murder yeah i mean there might be more but i sure haven't heard about it (laughs) that's only i mean people say is it safe I'm like yeah it's safe beyond the streets anytime doesn't matter where you're at who you are this it's not it's it's not like you can't do that in turkey you sure couldn't do that in azerbaijan and it has to do with your worldview and uh, and i think that's the the, the main that's the, the the key in this is worldview but that's uh, more of a yeah, yeah. detailed that's, subject that, that says a lot actually as, as you by your own experience and by your own uh i would actually say testimony you can actually say yeah. like this is what happened and this is what i yeah. noticed yeah um for the final question that I actually have is uh, from Sarman. Uh, your opinion about the war, how the war started? Yeah, so uh, back in, oh, I think it, I'm trying to remember the exact date. Forgive me if I get the date wrong. May or June, uh, uh, I saw Ilham Aliyev have a discussion with uh, Prime Minister Nikol Pashinyan uh, in, I can't forget the country. Anyway, there, there was a form. And as I listened to Ilham Aliyev back at that time, he said, basically, uh, we're going to take over the land. And it was very, very clear. I said, oh, my gosh, this guy's going to do this. He's going to take over the land. There's no other. Uh, there's nothing on the, on, the, on the table except for that for Ilham Aliyev. And it, when I saw that, I, I was like, oh, my gosh, I know these guys are going to do this. And Turkey wants to have this connection of this pan-Turkic world. And Azerbaijan is their their brother. Uh, the Azerbaijanis may call them their their big brother, but uh, they, they want to see this. And when I saw the uh, the the military vehicle eat, enter into northern Armenia, it's a region called Tavush. Uh, I think this was back in July now, yeah, and uh, yeah. there was there's some skirmishes at that time. I, I thought, okay, they're testing right now what the world's going to do, what Armenia is going to do. Uh, if they can get away with lying to the world, and they did. And so it, uh, I was actually, I think it was in June, I began to write my senators, where I'm from in Arkansas, and, uh, and Congress uh, men at the time. 
And I told them, I, I actually outlined, I said, this is what they're going to do. This is their plan. This is why, what are you going to do to help? And I was right, like on every point. And I, I had very good feedback from our senators and with their offices, we had conversations, conference calls uh, way before this war ha started in, in September 27. And so I would say, you know, this started a long time ago in the, in, uh, for the Azeris and the Turks. And I remember back in July, appalled watching uh, Turkish and Azeri news. Uh, I mean, they, they, they were calling to wipe out the Armenians back then. I mean, it was, people were enraged on the streets yeah, yeah. Uh, because the, the, of- The entire uh, square of Baku was full of pro-war yes. rhetoric. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And so I knew it was going to happen there. Uh, and, and but if you want to get to the, the details of, you know, why 27th of, of, of September, I don't know. Uh, but I mean, it is very clear that it was an Azeri, Turkish and Islamic terrorist together yeah. aggression against the Republic of Artsakh. Yeah, months. I mean, anybody. They already, uh, they already planned oh, it ahead. I mean, if anybody, if anybody says, "Oh, the Armenians invaded," that's that's just stupid. I mean, yeah. come on, uh, anybody should know that. I, the only problem, I hate to say this, Bartan, I, the right. only problem with that is that Turkish and Azeri still believe that Armenians attacked and invaded them on September 27th. I know, believe, they still I know, believe it. I know. I, I, for instance, I also follow uh, face Turkic Turkish Facebook pages, and I follow what they're actually saying and i see uh articles coming by and i'm like they really believe this and that yeah they infuriates do. them more and more and more yeah. like for instance armenians yep. use a mosque as a as a place for pigs for instance so and I right know, right right stuff like that stuff like that yeah. just to enrage yeah, yeah. the, the point that's the what they're doing yeah and yep. I've not, yesterday i've watched um uh, a, a small podcast you did with Maria Cosette for uh, yes, correct. Yeah, newsroom if I remember correctly, and that the Armenian you said Horizon that, News. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've heard that you actually said that uh, the Turkish news outlets were saying that uh, they are freeing Marta Kert and and stuff like that. And you have mm -hmm. uh, people you knew in Marta Kert, and they were saying no, yeah. everything's fine. Yeah, there's tension of the war, but nothing's happening here. So like yeah, right that at was, the exact that's, moment you knew that it was uh, well, bullshit. Yeah, I mean, that's that's why I started to make a video about this. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like, they're lying to their people to get them all excited about joining this war they started. And so we can call people that we know that are living right there to find out if it's true or not. And they're like, absolutely not. Yeah. And, and so that's what they've been doing this entire uh, time. It's just been a, a propaganda live yeah, campaign the, the, to their the, people the amount of um uh, yeah fake news that they've put out i could make an entire video on it and it just be as, hours. A, as a string of red line go right through it so it, it just well, it, your, your stomach what, what, curls was, when you think about it can i say one thing you know you know sure. people you know they watch this podcast they don't know you they don't know me uh, who who are we we could be anybody but you know you can watch the interview with the bbc with ilham aliyev uh, it's a few minute clip. I mean, they, the, the BBC interviewer is saying we literally have reporters that were in Stepanakert and they saw the cluster bombs being used and they saw all of these things happening against civilians. And Ilham Aliyev's, oh, fake news. It's all fake news. Oh, it didn't happen. They're lying. They're like, but yeah, these are they, our fake bridges. <laughs> yeah, they accidentally bombed uh, the church twice a day. Right. Accidentally. Yeah. yeah. So. Like it's it's somewhat funny because I know that the entire uh, all these facts are on the internet so people can watch for themselves. Sure. But uh, another issue that they because they've already planned in advance with all the oil money they actually have, a lot yes. of media outlets are are keeping their mouth shut. And but um, uh, the football club of of of, uh, of Warabach has has stopped their uh, contract with Adidas and all those lawyer firms. So people are waking up. They, people, they, yeah. those people like the Turkish and Azeri people, they really think that the rest of the world is stupid and they are smart. So they really genuinely believe that. And I think uh, there is a a saying in uh, in the Bible. It's actually I'm going to say it in Dutch. Hoogmoed komt altijd voor de fall. So like pride becomes always comes right in front before of the, fall. the fall. Yes, yes, great. That's excellent. So, so yeah, pride comes it's, before the fall. So <laughs> a, a certain way, I'm just sitting and watching the yeah the freak show play itself out. But another way, I'm also very deeply involved in the person. There's like this energy inside of me that really has 
awakened to do something. That's why I initiated the podcast. That's why I'm putting out all this content to people to see. Because if the yeah. traditional media outlets don't make noise, I will make noise. Yeah. So these no, that, are my that's good. That are dying. So yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to go to uh, another section, uh, random one words. So I'm going to mention one thing and I want to hear the first initial thought that you actually have. You can elaborate on it as much as you want. So that's no problem. As we might start. So number one, international community. Is not an international community. <laughs> Hammer that one home. That was a good one. Uh, second, Aliyev. Either self-deceived dictator or uh, purposely deceiving people dictator. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure which one, probably both. Yeah, probably both. I think that he is a deceived in, in many ways. Um, yeah. Second, Putin. Strong leader. Mm -hmm. He's a strong leader. I, you know, I maybe don't agree with what he does, but he's a strong leader. Yeah, there's <laughs> no maybe I, I just would, that. I, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it doesn't matter. It's it's your it's your input. So yep. There you go. Yeah. Leave it at that. Okay. Um, Azeri propaganda. <sighs> Causes murder. It leads to murder. Yeah. Artsakh is Armenians. I couldn't say it more better. Um, traditional media does not exist. Traditional. <laughs> I so? it does not. Uh, traditional media. I, I would I would say that uh, all media now is is biased. I don't care where you are, and and uh, so, I, you know, the idea of of, of trying to find um, something that really reflects the reality without somebody being paid to say something uh, is very rare. Um, yeah, these days, yeah. I, I, I really have a negative view towards media. So I, I rarely, uh, when I read something or hear something, I am very skeptical. And uh, I usually wait for a few months to before it comes out. What I, what I actually uh, yeah, yeah. want to uh, comment on, yeah. because it's just to really fully understand that there's just, there's, there's, there's way too much behind that. Yeah. whatever the subject so, is so another way you want to remain you want to know what's relevant in the world and you know if it's if the news last monday it's not important news but another way i just i just don't want to watch tv or as, lo as long as you yeah. watch the tv or watch the traditional media you already can see the subliminal messages within it that they want to steer the, the watcher in a certain direction well, and they don't even know what they're reporting on half the time. I, yeah. I'm, I'm just going to be honest as a, re, as a as a researcher. You know, I lived in Turkey. I could give you, oh, dude, I've got horrible examples. Oh, I don't. And it's going to make you really upset. You know, you, you have somebody going in from CNN or BBC, a world, a world a well-known, you know, Western news uh, organization. And they have people on the on the ground, you know, but these people on the ground, they they actually think that the people are telling them the truth and they're reporting what these people are saying without doing further research on. And it would take probably another two to three weeks to do the research, but because they need to get the news out immediately, they're not actually reporting and doing the research on the report before they do it, yeah, which yeah, you have to yeah. do if you're a researcher. You can't just say something. You have to know what yeah. you're talking about. It's, it's, it, it has become more of a clickbait kind of thing now. So it yeah, doesn't matter exactly. if it's true, just throw it out. Yeah. Yeah. And that's horrible because yeah. you, you, you're really influencing a lot of people and their views uh, because most people don't want to take the time to do the research. It's just, yeah. it's just, and they, but, they, they but don't that, anyway. I know, but yeah. it's also a form of personal responsibility in order to do your own research. Like, I don't yeah. want to have it. Like, for instance, when I didn't believe the Bible, I didn't want to yeah. have opinion when I didn't do my research. Now I have an opinion. Right. When I see someone right. talk about something they never know, I'm like, yeah, are you going to cut that one off? So yeah. uh, second one for uh, next one, it's mm -hmm. a little bit more close sure. to home for you. Joe Biden. 
as he, as he looks like that he's becoming the new president and what kind of uh, influence do you think that he could have in the situation or globally speaking? My, my, my word is this weekend at Bernie's. Um, listen, he, he, he is I don't, now that, that, that you have to watch that movie to understand what I'm saying. It's basically okay. there's this older man that died and but they didn't want people to know that he died. And so they put glasses on him, sunglasses and propped him up and had him do things like a puppet. <laughs> Yeah. You know, in the movies, okay, yeah, it's a yeah, comedy. Yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah, a comedy, yeah. and it's it's really sad. I I really feel like this is elder abuse. What the Democrat mm. Party did to Joe Biden, he's not in his right mm. right mind. He uh, he half the time he doesn't know who he is, where he's at, what he's doing, and that's not a joke. It's really sad. I mean, any psychologist, anybody that watches him sees this. But he's the guy that they propped up. He's the guy that he's. He's not going to be making the decisions. Yeah. He's but, but, Kamala Harris and these other people are going to do this. Uh, I, I feel also bad not a favor. I, I don't. I'm not favoring them at all. But um, I'm really curious if they, in their plans, like they speak a lot about uh, uh, Armenia, for instance. And it's I know what they're doing. So that they want to get more votes. Set, sure. But but do you see any kind of optimism in in the future that uh, America becomes more revolt, or is it very uh, oddly? Uh, twisted with with Russia or, or Iran or something. This is an, oh, this is man. one of those subjects that I'm not as expert yeah. in, but I'm not, I would. Yeah. Love to hear I'm just going to say it's it's going to be really difficult. I I would say that that uh, President Donald Trump has had a more hands off the world uh, uh, attitude or stance than most presidents, which I've been kind of happy about. Uh, he's America first and all of those things. And why, you know, and in fact, it just came out that um, uh, he, uh, the generals had lied to him about the numbers of troops that were in Syria and he uh, removed them because of that, because he wants to pull the troops out. He doesn't want to keep having troops in the Middle East. And so like, I would say if Donald Trump uh, stays as president, that uh, he probably will keep that kind of stance when it comes to the Democratic Party and Joe Biden and them, you know, Adam Schiff is, uh, you know, his constituents are many in the diaspora and he might, you know, actually lobby to do a lot more help and aid for the country of Armenia uh, because of that. And maybe Joe Biden might actually do something. I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I have a heart, but, but because of what you said, you know, Russia has um, peacekeepers now in the Republic of Artsakh and uh, you know, Iran is next door. I just, I think it's going to be very difficult, if not impossible. I just, I can't yeah. see what aid or help can happen. Um, just technically uh, with, with the way all of our governments work over here. It's yeah. It's, anyway, it's weird situation. Yeah. Next one. Erdogan. Uh, the Islamic Caliphate. Strong one. Good one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Next one. Armenian diaspora. Watch what you're saying, because I'm, one, I'm an Armenian diaspora. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm joking. Missionaries. Great one. Yeah. They, really are, they are missionaries no. where they're located. They're yeah. God's light to whoever they're around. They've had the gospel since 301 AD and they have a responsibility to share with everybody. And they literally speak every language that's spoken in the world, probably. <laughs> that's I mean, a strong so, one. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. For instance, that's a, that's a very, very enlightened one. Like there was a, a song that recently came out and there was a very beautiful saying in it at the very end. Uh, it mm. said that we are mean as we are spread over the world, but we are not lost. And I really identify with uh, that type of statements. And I personally have such an inclination to make Armenia Armenia great again. It's a weird, it's a weird thing to say right now, but yeah, but yeah. I, I really think that's that's the way I, how it should be. And uh, next one, Israel. They need to accept the Messiah. 
Great. You know, I have a hard time answering that one. My sister lived in Palestine for seven years, and I, I've been visiting Israel and spending a lot of time there since I was 14 years old. I have a lot of friends. I've been all over the country. A lot of things I love about Israel, and there's a lot of things that they've done that I've not liked either. So it's, it's the same yeah. with my country, the United States, too. I, I don't like everything yeah. we've done. And uh, sure. yeah. It's it's a it's a weird uh, situation because Israel, like the Muslim community, doesn't like Israel for what they're doing to Palestinians. But and uh, yeah, you know, actually know how it's intertwined with each other because of the oil money of Azerbaijan and all the wars and all the drones and all the stuff like that. So yeah. I also have yeah. mixed feelings about Israel at this particular moment. Um, NATO. Not inclined to, to kick their- out Turkey. I was just saying, you know, they need to do their job. (laughs) And uh, yeah, and and, and I don't believe Turkey should be uh, in them. It doesn't make any sense. And uh, the very last one, Araik Harutunyan. An amazing leader in this situation. He did an amazing job. I, I, to be honest, I didn't really know a whole lot about him before this. But now watching his speeches, uh, watching how he handled this, he did an excellent job. Yeah. His whole demeanor, his whole way oh, of, yeah. of, of his way of sitting and very calmly, like mm-hmm. that in of itself helps a lot. So oh yeah. Yeah. So uh yeah. Is there something that you also would like to to mention, for instance, as as we uh Closely are going to close off this podcast for the people to know or for, for the future. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, if somebody watched this entire thing, it was for a purpose. And because I, I'm a minister and I actually believe the Bible, I believe in the sovereignty of God that he providentially chose this person to watch this. So uh, pay attention to the things that are eternal. You know, go back if you you are a cultural Christian. It's something you would call yourself, but you really don't know a whole lot about. I, I just I, I want to point you back to the Bible. Go back to God's Word. That's the foundation, uh, and uh, find a church that loves the Bible, loves and preaches the Bible. Uh, pray to God; He answers prayers. He's really there. I, I've got a thousand testimonies. That could be another show, and uh, and you know. God will, he, he, he will find you where you're at. And I, that, that, that to me is the most important thing. Now, when it comes to Armenia and to the Republic of Artsakh, if you have an opportunity, maybe you need to create the opportunity. You do need to contact the people that have political power, influence in your country and make them aware of the situation. Yeah. And if you yeah. need to understand the situation better, talk to Vartan. He can give you a lot more examples. You can. You can contact him if you're in Holland and you're watching this, in the Netherlands, and or other countries. Because uh, Artsakh needs to be recognized, officially recognized. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's going to help a lot. But you can. But just to be honest, most people in the world just don't know where Armenia is. And they don't know where Artsakh is. And they don't know the history. They don't know any of these things. So we really need to be ambassadors uh, yeah, for this yeah. cause, and it will help bring peace. So, you know, if that means writing people, calling yeah. people, I, I, letting I them know, to, do it. Uh, I want to add on something. Uh, next coming yeah. Tuesday, there will be a vote in the parliament of, of Holland here in The Hague. And okay. uh, two Christian people from uh, the party, uh, Joel Vint, if I'm not mistaken, and another one, I forgot his name. Uh, they are going to vote if Artsakh is going to be independent or not. And wow. so right now we as Armenians, we have uh, Facebook groups, a couple of thousand people are in there. And uh, we have the, we have a list of uh, 78, um, which I actually say, Tweede Kamerleden, the people who are sitting there who are going to vote. And we're all mm. just throwing emails right at them. It's not, it's not uh, a guarantee, but it really feels, lets us feel uh, useful mm. at this particular moment. And right mm. after this podcast, I will send some emails, some more, because I've uh, received some uh, emails uh, again from them. So yeah, it's, uh, thank you first and foremost again. Um, yeah, the, 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 I, I know exactly when I leave the, the office and leave the podcast, there are a lot more questions will, will pile up yeah. in my head. I know myself, 
So um, I know that uh, a lot of people will be watching. Like one mm, of the feedbacks mm. I've received from the last one is they they thought they thought that uh, uh, one hour was too short, which mm. means that they watched the entire thing through. So there's no there's no doubt in my mind that uh, they will be also be watching this and the ripple effect that it will have. Uh, God knows where it may lead. So so by God's grace, That's thank wonderful. you very much. And thank you, Vartan John. Enjoy it's your a privilege stay. to be yeah. here. Yeah, absolutely. Oh man, I'm hoping to to stay here for a long time. <laughs> I'm very glad yeah, to be here. Yeah. So I wish you, I wish you very well. Your family also well. I wish, um, yeah, th that your efforts may uh, pay back ten thousand folds. So yeah. I uh, thank you. Uh, we'll speak each other Thank soon. you. Sounds and, great. Uh, have a great day. Thank Bye. you. You too.